Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. We're so glad you guys decided to join us for today's episode, In-Laws or Outlaws? And what are the bylaws? Okay, well, let's first start off by talking about the simple fact that God's Word has already established what the bylaws are. When a husband and wife leave and cleave, they are now one and separated from the covering that they used to fall in under their parents. Right. That being said, just because your relationship with your spouse has nurtured and been cultured to a level to where you guys are are you know moving like a well-oiled machine that doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship between your new family your in-laws is as cultured and is as refined right right so i think the biggest thing that we want to talk about in this episode is so what are some of the potential things that you could run into as it pertains to that relationship with your in-laws? And most importantly, what can you do to nurture that relationship and also to make sure that you navigate that relationship in a way that it does not negatively impact your marriage? So let's talk about what are some things when you think about in-laws um, that are some things that people can run into? Okay, so some people might say, well, you know, my in-laws are too controlling or they're too demanding or I don't feel like they accept me. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. So so here's the thing. I just point want to point this out. One of the reasons that Chris and I really wanted to talk about this particular topic right now is because we're in the holidays. We just passed Thanksgiving. We're approaching Christmas. And so I think part of that being controlling, demanding, um, that some of that can pertain to the decisions that have to be made this time of year. Um, who do we go spend time with? How do we divide our time? How do we navigate this time of year and make it fair for everybody? And so I just want to point out like one of the things that we've been able to do, and we've been very fortunate and blessed in that, um, my mom likes to do Christmas with us early. And so it doesn't um, interfere with Christmas necessarily. So it still leaves us the time um, to have Christmas at our house on Christmas morning without feeling any kind of obligation mm-hmm. um, to go to her house. Um, on the downside, though, with your mom being all the way in New York, it's kind of, um, she kind of gets slighted, I think, sometimes in that respect. And so for you, tell me from your perspective, what do you think um, makes that okay? How do we balance that where you don't get, feel like you're being cheated somehow? Well, I don't feel like I'm being cheated because we have such a, an abundance of family and such a blessing uh, around us. You know, even though it's not maybe my mom or my dad per se, it's still I'm surrounded by family and that's really what means the most to to me. It, it's not necessarily an individual. Yeah. I do enjoy seeing my mother, of course, on the holidays, my father on the holidays, my brothers and sisters and so on. 
But at the end of the day, I am always surrounded by a family that loves me. But one thing that that happens early on in a, in a relationship, you know, depending on how young you are, think about it like this. You come into the, the you're talking about the holidays. You come into it. You already have established Tradition. traditions and things like yeah. that. And depending on sometimes one partner in the marriage is closer to maybe their family than than the other. And again, they might not be used to all that, or it may be a difficult transition or look difficult at, yeah. you know, at first glance, but it really isn't. Uh, when you embrace somebody in marriage, you're embracing everything about them. And that includes their family and includes their traditions. Yeah. Well, so in that respect, then I would say one of the key bylaws that, you know, you, you would what I would recommend that you incorporate, obviously communication is key, talking to each other about how do we balance this? How do we make it fair? How do we nurture our own home? The private, Especially if you have children, you want to make sure that you're creating um, those traditions for them, merging the two, you know, two different families together and the traditions together to create your own traditions in your home. Um, but communication is key. And the other thing is boundaries. Um, establishing boundaries with each of your independent parents and making sure that they know and understand that you're not 100% going to be at their place or in their um, traditions and their homes moving forward because now you have your own home and your own life and you have to share and, and provide opportunity for your spouse. Um, I, I think about right now, so um, our oldest son is married and we just passed Thanksgiving and I really kind of felt bad for them because they felt like they had to go to everybody's house and actually eat at everyone's house. And so by the time they were done, they had three full Thanksgiving meals that they had eaten in less than like a five hour time period. And, yeah. I, you know, and I, I hate the thought that maybe we established somehow in their minds that we expected that. Um, and so, you know, if you are an in-law, on the flip side of this conversation, if you're an in-law, try to make sure that you have that compassion and that grace and understanding and that you're expressing that and communicating that with your children, that it's okay. It's okay. You know, you while you want an opportunity to spend time with them, you don't want to put pressure and stress on them either. And I'm not going to put all the onus on this one part of it, but this is another subject that should be had in your premarital counseling yeah. prior yeah. to your, your, your marriage and, and jumping into that relationship to that extent because you may have different ideas. And it's not that they can't be worked out, but it's much better to work them out and have some, some ground rules or act, you know some guidelines going into it, some expectations that you're setting prior to it. Because then yeah. once it happens, it happens. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you and we're like, okay, now what do we do? We've never been. And, and, and God knows you don't want this to be your first big blow up on a holiday right. because you can't figure out, you know, whose family to spend time with or who got more time or yeah. so it, it, it can be, it can be very ugly. But again, I think that you have the tools, you have the, the ability, you just have to walk it out and you have to be intentional and make sure that you go the distance and have some of these, again, they're, they're conversations that you may never even have thought about prior. 
Right. But right. they should be had. I, I think that's such a good point, having those conversations in the premarital counseling time period, as opposed to waiting till you're in the middle of the situation. So um, the communication, the boundaries. Um, what What else? So another part of this is... Well, what if my in-laws, I feel like they're, they're, they're criticizing me. I feel like maybe they're too clingy to my spouse. I feel like maybe they're too involved in our lives. And I can say, you know, honestly, as a father, that I have found myself to be overbearing in, you know, Chris's life to some degree. And, I know that can be difficult and then probably has been difficult at times for him. But I, and I'm not excusing my behavior, but what I am saying is changing your perspective on this one thing could, could be the, the, the make or break. If you truly understand a, a parent's love, a mother's love, a father's yeah. love, you understand what they want for their child is the best. And, and if they see that they're, that, those needs aren't being met or if they feel like somehow their 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 child their baby is is somehow you know not getting what they want or getting the nurture that they feel like they deserve it could cause a, a parent to regress back to now you're under my roof again yeah. kind of mentality yeah. and even though that hasn't happened that might be how they feel and i i, I would just say that you you might not understand that until you're actually in the situation, but there sh- needs to be a certain level of compassion for your in-laws to understand that you now hold one of the most prized possessions of their lives in your hands. Very, very true. Yes. Uh, the, the Having compassion um, and honor at the end of the day, the Bible says to honor your mother and father. And when you get married, so now your mother is my mother as well. Right. We call each other's mother's mom. Mom. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I have to honor her and I have to show her, um, respect and, and like you said, compassion, but there still has to be those boundaries, right? So as a married couple, you have to be in a place where you can communicate with each other what your needs are. But here's what I would say. Don't ever put a demand. So wives, don't ever put a demand on your husband to put his mother in her place, if you will. Don't don't put that that kind of a demand. In love, ask for those boundaries to be established. In love, ask that he understand that whatever his parents are presenting and and um giving so we give advice to to Christopher and Madison but it's our it's our opinions it's our advice it, but Christopher and Madison have to have those conversations and discussions and decide what they are going to do they can consider our opinions and our advice and our thoughts and our direction but at the end of the day they have to make a decision and we should as parents support them yeah respect <clears throat> respect that from them but I would never want Madison to tell Christopher to tell me to butt out. Um, you know what I mean? And right. so, so I, I, I think we're on both sides of the coin here. <laughs> so we're, we're a little, you know, uh, kind of going a little back and forth. But um, as a wife, I would never want to go to my husband and tell him, tell your mother to mind her business and stay in her place. 
I should be able to go to my husband and say, listen, I love your mother and I really truly value and appreciate what she brings to our lives. But we have to establish those boundaries again. You think that might stem from insecurity? You know, I've heard I've heard some like horror stories like, oh, you don't you don't make that like my mom makes it or you don't do it like my mom does it or or so on and so forth. But do you think that maybe that's just insecurities like, you know, maybe the wife recognizes that the 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 the, the, the her husband did come from a very, you know, loving and caring and and you know, was well taken care of by the mother. And, and maybe they already go into the situation feeling like they have these big shoes to fill. And the reality is, is maybe, maybe that mom, instead of, you know, pulling that insecurity out, maybe what you should be pulling out is, Hey, you know, I want to take care of your son the best way. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Insecurities can definitely, cause think about it. Think about this too. You have two individuals who are raised completely different. And so maybe the husband walks in a higher level of self-esteem and a higher level of confidence because of the way that his mother um, trained him and, and nurtured him growing up. And maybe the wife, not so much. Maybe her, maybe she's not as confident and secure. And so she may be looking at it from that perspective. But husbands, that's where you, you know, you took this woman as your wife. And so you have to make sure that you are um, not coddling that mentality because don't ever coddle that mentality. She should know that she is the queen of your home. But make sure that you are showing her that and expressing to her that she is that number one now. Right. And, you know, that the mother, while still a huge part of your life, she should still she should be mom and wife should be wife. Right. Absolutely. And I don't think that we would be doing this topic justice if we did not talk about the conversation that's had between a spouse and one of them looks at the other and says, well, your parents are turning us against each other. Make no mistake about it. Your parents do not have the spiritual authority, mm-hmm. physical nor mental authority to turn you versus one another. Yeah. If you've allowed this to take place in your 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 life and your marriage, then first you need to repent to the Lord. Second, you need to repent to one another. Yeah. And then you need to have that come to Jesus moment where you sit down and figure out what's the root cause of what we're dealing with and how can we move forward? Because this is one, you know, people always talk about, you know, sex, money and communication being, you know, the real backbreakers of a marriage. But I can tell you right now, I've seen many divisions in many, many, many relationships because of in-laws and I've seen some good ones and I've seen some, some, some not so good ones. Yeah. I am super blessed. If you knew my in-laws, I listen, I could not have done a, I could not have fell into a better situation. Uh, in the very beginning, the relationship wasn't where it ended up, um, just due to circumstances. But the reality was my, my in-laws, my family, the one that I inherited from my marriage to Lisa is absolutely wonderful. And I, I, I couldn't speak highly or higher of, of any of them, but it took work. Mm-hmm. It took, you know, a lot of bonding and it was, it was a two way street. You know, they had to accept me and I had to accept them. 
That's that's very very true. Um, it, there, it is a two way street for sure. And I, I like that you pointed out that there are those types of situations where maybe the in laws are um, being uh, too involved, maybe and meddling, maybe you know creating that strife and that I'm division. Meddle, you got to see some like overbearing well, or something like I that. Mean, Overly concerned. Uh, have you seen the movie Monster in Law? <laughs> there no. are mother in laws. There are some out there like that that you know meddle and get in all up in the mi- middle of, of a a marriage, and and so how do you how do you deal with that? So, you know, what you have to do is make sure that that husband and wife know that they are the united front. Husband and wife are the unit. So the Bible says that you leave and cleave. The Bible says that as the husband and wife are married, they become one flesh. So you, husband and wife is one. And then you establish those boundaries and you have those conversations. But it has to be done in love. And it has to be done, like we said, in that honor and respect But here's the thing. In every situation, we tell our kids this all the time. In every situation, the only thing you control is your actions and reactions. And so in those situations, if you are handling them with an action and reaction mentality of I'm going to be kind, I'm going to be honoring, I'm going to be loving, I'm going to be gracious, I'm going to walk in grace for this, this, especially, you know, women, it's, I think, harder for women. Um, And so for me... And not that I don't have a great mother-in-law. I have a great mother-in-law. But I have to remember, this woman raised this man who is my world. He's my wow marriage. He's my favorite person. And so I'm... Look at that, guys. I'm melting or we're just sitting here. (laughs) I have to remember that. And I need to treat her um, as such, as the woman who brought you into this world and raised you and, and, and... is responsible for for me being able to have this man. And so sometimes um, she'll do things different than I would do things. Sometimes, you know, she would say something that I don't necessarily agree with, but I have to meet her with kindness and I have to meet her with love. And that was a battle for me. If any, you know, anybody who knew me um, when we first met, I was... Very vocal and very just, I mean, almost obnoxious. And I don't know how she didn't um, send me packing. But I had to come to a place where I knew and understood my responsibility in that in that relationship. And I had to, to encounter her with love and kindness. I would also go as far to say, you say, you know, encounter with love and, and kindness. When you marry somebody else, when 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 you decide to get into a marriage, I could I can't say it enough. You're not just marrying that individual. You're bringing these two lives together, and all of the other things that 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 go along with them. Because he had a family before you, you know, he had a life before you, and you have to, you know, people can jump into these relationships and they're like, oh yeah, I like her or I like him. He's handsome. She's very cute. That is not it. It can't be it because all of these other things are going to swallow you up when you start realizing that her ways are not your ways, when you start realizing that his ideas are not your ideas and you're going to get into this this big, you know, 
debacle of a situation. When it comes to boundaries, though, where do you think, where do you think that that a husband or a wife should? How do you set boundaries without? Oh, I don't want to use the word witchy, but that's what I'm going to say. How do I? How do you come to me and say, Chris, your mom is too much, or Chris, your sister's getting on my nerves, or Chris, your brother's obnoxious? How do you? How do you do that in love so that we can tact, you know, tactfully yeah. deal that with that situation? Great, that is a, that's a great question. Um, and again, you know, it, timing is everything. It has to be in the right timing, in the right environment. So right after you get aggravated, you should come to me and no. say, <laughs> oh, exactly. No, no, absolutely not. In my aggravation, my, my expression of my feelings will come through as just that, aggravated. And so it's important to process it. It's important, too, in every situation to take a step back and, and look at the situation in its entirety from a healthy mental space and and not just judge it in the moment because maybe in the moment I was already edgy because of something else and maybe that person didn't do something wrong but because of the the mental space I was in in that moment caused me to react in such a way and so it's important to really process the whole thing and think about what is my motive what is my intent why do I want to have this conversation and what is my outcome what do I hope to achieve in, it sounds about talking to yourself like that, but really you could probably answer a lot of the questions and, and actually draw a much better conclusion than what you had drawn originally. Yeah. I used to have a supervisor. Yeah, I used to have a supervisor who used to tell me, you know, if you get aggravated or if I get agitated with, with, with somebody, I'll, I'll type up a, an email and I'll prepare to send it and then I'll put it in my, my draft box and then, you know, I'll wait 15 minutes and I'll go back and I'll see if I still feel the same way about that. But you were just, you know, describing a similar situation, but it, to an even better degree is, you know, ask yourself, why do I feel like this towards these people whom, you know, love you? Yeah. May, yeah. I, I At don't the end believe, of the day, yeah. I don't believe they they dislike you. I think that there's an issue that 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 maybe you need to deal with at that yeah. moment. But ask yourself some of those questions. How did I get here? Why do I feel the way I do? And what, what do I can want I to achieve? Yeah, what am I trying to accomplish? What yeah. what can I do better? And I think you'll come up with some really really good ideas on how to, you know, kind of trudge through that situation and come out better on the other side and stronger for it because yeah. you don't realize, you know, they may be going through something at the same exact time you are and all of a sudden you know you put yourself out there with with some clarity and some sincerity and now all of a sudden you've changed their whole perspective now all of a sudden they thought you were just in a bad mood because you were over at their house they didn't realize that there was something else that was bothering you you know right, those those right. those could be helpful to well, be i think one open. of the Absolutely. I think one of the, the things that's important, and you started this whole conversation off with um, alluding to it, is nurturing that relationship. And while it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be the best of friends, but you have to be intentional in in nurturing that relationship. And what does that look like? Maybe it's um, if you live far away, maybe it's just talking on the phone once a week. Maybe it's um, when you're close, maybe you, you have busy lives, but, and you live near rather, you know, fairly near each other, but Hey, once a month, let's go to dinner. 
doing something that intentionally nurtures a relationship with each other. But, you know, once you've in your mind, you've you've answered those questions that we talked about. So let's circle back to that. You've answered those questions in your mind and you feel like it is a conversation that needs to be had. And so, again, I think the goal, um, knowing your goal and what you hope to achieve is important and being able to deliver it in such a way as to say, this is ultimately what I want to accomplish. And what should your ultimate goal be? Your ultimate goal should be having a healthy relationship with your in-laws, most importantly, having a healthy, successful, wow marriage. Part of that is is a, a healthy relationship with your in-laws. And so that should be your ultimate goal. And if you can present it in such a way as I desperately want to have this healthy relationship with my in-laws and husband, please help me make that happen. How do I make that happen? That's really good. What do I need to do? to create a healthy relationship in this environment. It should you be know much to you, yeah. You know your mother so much better than I do. Help me connect with her and bond with her and have a healthy, strong relationship with her. That's what I would think. Amen. Hey, there's nothing better than getting God on the scene too. When you, when you know now what to do, call out to that to, to 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 the guy that's got all the answers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us um, for today's episode, In-Laws or Outlaws and What are the Bylaws? Um, We hope that you gained some insight and some wisdom uh, to help create some healthier relationships. Um, Even if you have a healthy relationship, take it to the next level. Let's have a healthier relationship. Um, Check us out on Facebook and go to our website, www.thewowmarriage.com. Shoot us an email at thewowmarriage at gmail.com. Send us some questions. Send us some feedback on our episodes. Let us know what you think and let us know what you'd like uh, to hear us talk about. Also, don't forget, save those dates in February of 2022, the first annual WOW Marriage Conference. Um, It's titled From Embers to Lasting Flames. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be amazing. Um, Our pastor, Pastor Terry Linscott, is going to speak. We're even having an after party on Friday. People are going to have a great time, aren't they, babe? That's right. All right. So thank you again so much. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.